0: Good afternoon and welcome to TerraTech's full year 2019 financial results conference call. A replay of this call will be available at www.smallcapvoice.com and it will be archived on the invest relations section of the TerraTech website. Before we begin, please let me remind you that during the course of this conference call, TerraTech's management may make forward-looking statements. These forward-looking statements are based on current expectations that are subject to a number of risks and uncertainties that may cause actual results to differ materially from expectations. These risks are outlined in the risk factors section of our SEC filings. Any forward-looking statements should be considered in light of these factors. Please also note, as a safe harbor, any outlook we present is as of today. Management does not undertake any obligation to revise any forward-looking statements in the future. With me on the call today are Mr. Matt Morgan, TerraTech's Chief Executive Officer, Mr. Derek Peterson, Chairman of the Board of Directors, and Mr. Mike James, Chief Financial Officer.
1: With that, I would now like to hand it over to Derek Peterson. Derek, please go ahead. Phil, thank you for the introduction, and uh, just a little bit of disclosure before we dig into the call. Both Matt and I are getting over the flu. Fortunately, in this crazy world, it's not coronavirus, but uh, we are losing our voices and going to struggle a little bit getting through this. So, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for taking the time with everything that's going on to listen in today. And as you know, Terratech has undergone a major change in the past year, including several asset sales subsequent to year-end, a merger with OneCore Pharmaceuticals, as many of you read about. That acquisition has redefined our business strategy, and this merger immediately positions us as one of the most innovative players in the cannabinoid CBD market, as well as cannabinoid research and product development. On today's call, I'll give a quick overview of where the company is today. Mike James is going to, as usual, go through a deeper dive on the financial results for 2019, and Matt's going to talk a little bit more about the forward-looking plans and our strategy going into 2020. Uh, As we're going through the financials of 2019, Mike will do a deeper dive, but we have increased our organic revenue even in light of the asset sales, our gross margins have increased, and the company has worked extremely heavily going into the end of the year, December and into January, with a significant reduction in SG&A, which we hopefully uh, will show itself as we kind of enter the ongoing quarters into 2020. As we know, in 2019, and many of us have experienced, the cannabis industry has experienced unprecedented volatility. This has impacted every operator's ability to raise capital and has also led to regulatory changes affecting the whole industry. To deal with these challenges head on, we implemented a restructuring plan, a strategy which enabled us to leverage our balance sheet to fuel growth as opposed to approaching the capital markets at this market cap level. It was not something that we wanted to do. We plan to redeploy additional capital generated by the sale of non-core assets towards more productive assets. You'll hear more about later on from Matt. As we've spoken about in the past, we've sold so far our Reno dispensary on Virginia Ave for $15 million, our Desert Inn Road uh, Clark County Retail uh, Establishment for $10 million, and we're in talks with several others for a couple other non-core assets and some of our redundant permits in the Southern California market. We anticipate all of this to bring in somewhere between 25 to $30 in non-dilutive capital for us throughout the year. Right now, as many of you know from prior calls, the Nevada marketplace has shut down transfers pending some corruption that took place there. We're waiting for them to reopen that to finish off the transaction and the transfer of the permits before the final cash is received for the transactions that are already engaged in the Nevada marketplace. We anticipate that to happen sometime in July. We'll keep everybody posted as we go through that. What that leaves us with is essentially a pretty consolidated footprint. So at the end of the day after the asset sale, we'll be left generally with our retail operations up in Oakland and the associated cultivation facilities, our retail operation at San Leandro. We're gonna maintain and keep one location in the Santa Ana marketplace, likely our dire location because of its relevance. And in Nevada, we have our Decatur store, uh, still operating outside of Clark County, as well as our Reno cultivation and manufacturing. In addition to that, we have our Hydrofarm asset at $5 million on the balance sheet. That was supposed to IPO sometime this year, obviously, with the volatility in the markets. We'll keep every po- everybody posted as we hear more information in terms of turning that to some measure of liquidity for the company. We expect that remainder footprint to produce somewhere between 25 and $33 million in revenue, and then we'll make our strategic decisions on a go-forward basis. In addition to that, we'll bring everybody uh, up to speed next week. We finally got uh, just yesterday FINRA approval for the name change. So next week we'll be launching a new website, the new name change, and the ticker symbol uh, will be happening at some point throughout the week. We'll keep you posted as well as as that comes to fruition. So with that, I'm going to turn the call over to Mike James to discuss the 2019 financial results.
2: Thank you, Derek. Good afternoon, everyone. I will now provide you with a summary of the 2019 financial results. For more detailed results, please refer to the press release that we issued earlier today, which is posted on our website, along with the Form 10-K, which has been filed with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In addition, please note that we compile our financials under U.S. GAAP, including non-operating expenses. For the year ended December 31, 2019, we generated revenues from continuing operations of approximately $28.05 million compared to approximately $20.16 million for the year ended December 31st, 2018, an increase of approximately $7.89 million. The increase was primarily due to ramping up of our production operations, a $3.32 million impact, and increased dispensary revenue, which accounted for $3.71 million. We also saw a 20% increase in revenue generated by Edible Garden from the sales of its produce and herb products. Gross profit for the year ended December 31st, 2019 was approximately $14.65 million compared to a gross profit of approximately $7.01 million for the year ended December 31st, 2018, an increase of approximately $7.64 million. A gross margin for the year ended December 31st, 2019 was approximately 52.23% compared to approximately 34.77% for the year ended December 31st, 2018. This exceeded our stated goal at the start of the year, which was to increase gross margins to 45%. Selling, general, and administrative expenses for the year ended December 31st, 2019 were approximately 45.32 million compared to approximately 37.91 million for the year ended December 31st, 2018, an increase of approximately 7.41 million. The increase was primarily due to an increase of 2.29 million for depreciation expense, an increase of 1.81 million in employee stock option expense, an increase of 830,000 in amortization expense, an increase of 620,000 in legal expense, an increase of 570,000 for marketing expense, a $400,000 increase in bank service fees an increase of 380,000 in allowance for doubtful accounts, a $310,000 increase in insurance expense, and an increase of 240,000 in licensing fees and taxes. The net loss attributable to Terratech for the 12 months ended December 31st, 2019, was 46.93 million, a loss of $0. 44 cents per share, compared to a net loss of 39.75 million, were a loss of 56 cents per share for the 12 months ended December 31st 2018. Now turning to the balance sheet, the company had 1.23 million in cash as of December 31st 2019 compared with 7.19 million as of December 31st 2018. On December 31st 2019, the company had 11.02 million of short-term debt. Long-term liabilities were 16.34 million as of December 31st 2019. Compared with 18.31 million as of December 31, 2018, stockholders' equity for the period ending December 31, 2019, amounted to approximately 75.33 million, compared to approximately 94.87 million as of December 31, 2018. Now, I'd like to turn the call over to Matt to talk about OneCore and his vision for the company in 2020.
3: Thanks, Mike. It's a pleasure to be on the call today to talk to all of our shareholders. I've been in the cannabis sector for over 12 years, having first got involved in THC in Montana in 2008, where I saw firsthand cannabis products improving the lives of tens of thousands of people. I realized early on that people are skeptical of pharmaceutical companies and that big pharma is a market poised for disruption using natural cannabinoid-based compounds. And my vision for Terratech is to be that disruptive force. We have repositioned the company as a holding company with a portfolio of investments focused on cannabis assets in the THC market, the research, development, and commercialization of cannabinoid-based products. This new business model positions us as an inquirer, owner, and manager of a diverse group of businesses operating within the cannabinoid industry. These businesses will be niche niche market leaders that operate in attractive markets with defensible market positions and clear pathways to profitability. This new structure enables the company to be flexible, and opportunistic so that we can divest underperforming assets to reallocate capital towards opportunities in the cannabinoid market. Now with the approval of FINRA, we will rebrand the company as Onyx Holdings Group, which will be the new publicly traded entity with OneCore Pharmaceutical and Teratex THC assets both operating separately under my leadership as Onyx's principal investments. Now let's talk about OneCore a little bit. OneCore's mission is to be a top-tier manufacturer of over-the-counter pharmaceutical cannabinoid based products. Backed by innovative science and best-in-class manufacturing, we manufacture and sell products to our pharmaceutical client base, with the end markets being a wide range of emerging consumer markets for plant-based health products, including CBD, pharmaceuticals, and consumer brands. We have a world-renowned science team led by Dr. Joe Fortnack as our chief science officer. Dr. Fortnack has 21 years in the pharmaceutical industry with former roles, including head of global chemical development at Abbott Labs. He is backed by our team of research scientists, cannabis as medicine experts, and large-scale pharmaceutical manufacturers. Together, they will focus on the development of new product formulations that benefit patients and consumers, as well as creating immensely valuable intellectual property. We currently manufacture in Irvine, California, and Long Island, New York, in CGMP facilities for farming manufacturing, and we have filed for three patents, with more expected to be filed in the near future. These facilities have the capacity to accommodate scaling of our operations as we sign additional contracts and ramp manufacturing. At this stage in our development, we're already creating our own proprietary formulations, manufacturing numerous SKUs, covering a range of products from consumables to topicals, and have signed multiple contracts with clients. Our goal is for one quarter to be a cash flow positive within the next 12 months. Now let's talk about the THC assets. On the THC side of the business, we plan to rebrand the current IVEX brand and Bloom assets, as well as to add some new investments, acquisitions, and consumer brands. We do remain committed to growing our presence in the cannabis market and become one of the largest competitors in this emerging consumer-rich arena. I believe the cannabis market in California is overrun with subpar products and lack of meaningful marketing. I plan to utilize my past experience in building successful cannabis companies to resurrect the current assets and new branding, as well as to launch tactical joint ventures, introduce original brands, and create experiences that will prove we mean business in the sector. Over the next couple of months, I plan to lay out more detailed strategic growth plan for both our THC and our B2B cannabinoid manufacturing business. Businesses. With that, I'd like to turn the call back over to Phil for a questions and answers session.
0: Thanks, Matt. Uh, first question for the team: uh, What is the status of the Santa Ana Event Center?
1: Phil, I'm sorry that broke up on us. Can you say that one more time?
0: Sorry about that. Uh, what is the status yeah. of the
1: Santa Ana Event Center? Hey, so we're in the middle of construction right now. We're, we're slow playing it a little bit to conserve cash till some of the equity comes in or some of the capital comes in from the asset sales. Again, we don't want to tap the capital markets down here. We don't want to issue a tremendous amount of shares at this point and dilute everybody across the board. So we are, are under construction. We've broken ground, parking lots torn up. We're working on the drainage, bringing everything up to Title 24 compliance. Beauty is permits are in hand, so we can finish aggressively as possible when we get the necessary capital and to finish the projects off. And so our anticipation is sometime in Q4, and we feel very comfortable about that location producing a tremendous amount of revenue and dropping a decent amount of money to the bottom line for us. It's got a premier location, as I've said in the past, in Orange County, and we really think it's an opportunity on the Southern California marketplace.
0: Second question, uh, there's very little info on OneCore. Can you provide us with more info
1: of what the, what
0: OneCore is currently working on?
3: Yeah, not a problem, Bill. Uh, so OneCore is currently working on a research. It's working on finalizing formulations. Uh, it's working on intellectual property. And it's working on scaling and driving revenue through gathering as many B2B clients as possible. Obviously, you know, we go after the top tier, best-in-class type of clients, uh, but... That's really what we're focusing on now.
0: Okay. Uh, Thank you. Next question next question, what is the company's plan to finish the remaining projects? for example, Dyer,
1: Hagenberger, uh... Carnegie, Drake brand, et cetera. Gotcha, thanks, Bill. So uh, as I said just a second ago, Dyers a primary motivation of ours for a lot of different reasons. We think it's going to be a very successful operation for us. Carnegie is one of those other non core assets we're going to look to monetize. We're in discussions with people right now about swapping that out for cash to finish off the projects. Uh, Hagenberger's got a few hundred thousand dollars left to spend, and we should be finishing that up and applying for a permit there shortly. The beauty of that is, you know, we can start passing that product through our retail desk at both Oakland and San Leandro and hopefully have continued upside in our gross margin expansion.
0: Okay. Uh- Next
1: question, can you provide an update on the asset sales in Nevada? Yeah. So, like, like I just said, we, um, we, uh, we sold those two assets for 25000000 million. We've gotten about $7 million in deposits. The remainder of the money is basically waiting until the license transfers hands. Uh, and we anticipate that to be sometime in the July timeframe. Now, obviously, the world is uh, a little bit on its heels today, and those timelines might change a little bit. But we have seen some forward momentum from uh, Governor Sisalak in establishing their new uh, cannabis bureau there. They've appointed a chairperson, they've imported a board, and they've appointed uh, several employees in the space. So our understanding is that their expectation is that they'll be opening up sometime in the summer. We were one of the late stage uh, applications that were being reviewed. I think we were 93 days in when they shut that department down last year, and their normal transfer times were about 90 days. So, again, our expectation is when they open back up that we're one of the first uh, applications to get processed. Once that happens, the remainder of the consideration will come in under the terms of the agreement, and uh, again, we'll keep uh, shareholders uh, apprised of uh, the progress when we uh, start to hear any news that comes out of Nevada.
0: Okay, Uh, Can you provide an update on the
1: stock buyback program announced in 2019? Yeah, so that's, again, we're waiting for the cash to come in from these non-core assets, and that's a focus of ours. Our focus, obviously, is to finish off Dyer, to finish off Hagenberger. But, uh, you know, one of the things that we anticipate using that capital for is, uh, depending on where the market cap is at that time and the price per share, is to execute on our buyback program that was previously announced.
0: Uh, next question, what are the plans for edible gardens?
1: Uh, we 've always said in the past, edible garden was a great kind of uh, leverage point for us from an application standpoint. It was symbiotic at this stage in the game i don 't want to say you know it 's not necessary, but it 's a bit of a distraction for us and so we 're in talks with several groups about potential alignment spin offs and some other activities, so I think you 're going to see something you know in the next uh, month or two in terms of uh, us uh, entering into a transaction of some sort with that asset but that uh, that isn't something that fits the new business model on a go-forward basis so we're trying to find the most accretive opportunity for it right now.
0: Okay, Uh, next question. What will be the future revenue breakdown uh, between THC and non-THC products?
3: Uh, Yeah, so obviously no one has a perfect crystal ball moving forward how it's going to play out, you know, with FDA ruling or not ruling on ingestibles in in the cannabinoid CBD market. Uh, we do see a lot of opportunity in the THC market, so if I had to peg it moving forward, I would say it's probably something in the neighborhood of two-thirds THC, one-third non-THC moving forward for the entity.
0: Okay. Uh, how soon does OneCorp believe they will be able to bring one of their OTC drugs to market? Will something be coming to market later this year? Uh, so
3: that's a, I'd say that's a multi-pronged question, so let me answer that in a couple ways. Uh, first off, we do offer formulations to our clients, which are B2C. We are more B2B, so we're we're offering up formulations now to our clients that that are on market. But as far as an actual OTC drug, you know, on drugstore shelves that that looks, you know, looks like it's disrupting to the to the current OTC market, uh, I would say that's put that's more likely, uh, you know, in 2021.
0: Uh, While the focus is on the OTC drug market, is there also a possibility down the line to move uh, into the prescription market with further research such medications that could be possible cures to major diseases? You you know, Phil, I'll never
3: say never about anything, but I would say it's highly unlikely that we enter the -the behind-the-counter pharmaceutical space. You know, I feel like there's a couple other players that really have a stranglehold on that in the current market, so... We're not really interested in you know slugging it out with those uh, with those pharmaceutical
0: giants at this point in time. Okay. Um, last question. in regards to Covid nineteen, is the virus affecting sales, and what are the contingency plans for the company?
1: You know, interestingly enough, we're developing our contingency plans this week. We're uh, meeting with the team early uh, next week. Uh, So far, you know, we haven't really seen any measure of a dramatic slowdown at the retail level. However, you know, we're positioning ourselves with that expectation, especially if there's some mandatory quarantines that take place throughout the states that we operate in. So we're kind of uh, putting together some contingency plans. We're not sure sure exactly the scope of what we're going to have to react to, but we're trying to make sure that we can pivot if necessary. Obviously, again, it's a crazy world. A lot of what we're seeing today is unprecedented in terms of, uh, you know, how retail consumer habits are going to change on a go-forward basis. So we'll make sure that we can adapt to that. And, again, that was one of the reasons that we focused on delivery early on is so we have the ability to kind of you know, deal with the consumer at their, at their home rather than having to m- make sure that they can only come into a brick-and-mortar retail establishment. So, um, as we said today, no dramatic slowdown, no major effect, but, you know, this might affect the supply chain to a certain degree on a go-forward basis, and we've been in constant communication with our vendors, our retail staff, and monitoring the consumer behavior going into this, so. Okay,
0: perfect. Thank you. I'll turn the call back over to Matt for his closing remarks. Thanks, Phil.
3: All right, Thanks, Phil. And I want to thank everyone who sent in questions. Uh, To recap the main points that I want you to to take away from today's call, we are planning to rename Terratech to Onyx Group Holdings, which will have a unique business structure that enables the entrepreneurial culture and speed of a private equity firm, and the long-term view and approach of a strategic acquirer. Onyx will operate both the THC business, which will also be rebranded at a later date, and OneCore Pharmaceutical. OneCour has assembled a team of world-class scientists focused on the development, manufacturing, and delivery of proprietary OTC products to establish suppliers and consumer brands. We believe this pivot in our strategic direction will optimize shareholder value. Over the last 12 years, this industry has taken me as well as all of you on an unprecedented ride. Now as the company enters a new chapter in, in its growth, this is only beginning for you as a shareholder, and I hope to have your support as we proceed with our growth strategy. I look forward to providing you
1: with progress updates on future quarterly calls. With that, we'll close the line. Thank you, Phil. Thank you to all the shareholders that tuned in today. I want to thank our auditing team and our auditors for the hard work that they've done over the last few weeks. Uh, and We're looking forward to continue updates as we go forward. So take care and stay healthy, everybody.